Hello, welcome to the Loose Spokes podcast number five. Uh, A1 was was interesting. It's, it's the way A1 always goes. You're never quite sure where you're going to get. And it's it was equal parts predictable and unpredictable. And I, it's, it's exactly what I wanted to see. The track wasn't dull for once. They actually had it had it good and even ruddy and um there was good racing even in the lcqs so i mean what do you what do you guys think did you guys like it as much as i did <laughs> well, i think it sucks that my wife beat me into fantasy so I, that's my first problem <laughs> uh, i think it was good yeah it, well, i think it was good i have to i st- have to start by saying you know last week we had that really bad question of Who's going to DNF first? And, uh, yeah, I picked Justin Barsha. <laughs> uh, you know, there was so many things that were wrong about Barsha winning. Um, yeah, the, I, yeah, it's hard to even figure out where to start. But uh, he was the fastest one. Too. Yeah. yeah he, was, he built a Cincerillo and then lost it. And then he didn't really catch him. But then once Cincerillo had his, his little issue, uh, he opened it back up. I mean, Barsha yeah. rode the best. Yeah, he did. Um, you know, and if that's what it takes for him to win, you know, maybe um, he'll want me to pick him as a first DNF. I don't know. But I'll tell you what, how could you be further from wrong? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty well the best. What, what what kills me is that literally nobody DNF'd, and I thought that was rather unfair too. So yeah, it's a yeah, tough yeah, night for that. Yeah, well, you know what? But actually, that's what you want, though. Nobody oh. didn't hurt or a bike problem or whatever. I mean, yep. that's always really good. Yeah, Especially with those person. that second whoop second, I thought for sure was going to take somebody out during the night, and it didn't. And I was. Uh, I was pretty cool. I thought that was cool that they made that long whip section and just kind of equalized the night a little bit for, for what it's normally like. That was that was a nice setup. Well, there was definitely a, a an odd line that got de- developed into the to the uh, rhythm section where it was kept pitching them over the right. I mean, that's where Zach Osborne went off the track. That's where uh, uh, Forkner had his problem. And mm-hmm. I. Is, can't is, remember, but one person did too. Well, when Webb went off and hit the the uh, tough block on the end of the no, that's the other. That was the opposite side of the track, right? The other timing section. Oh no, you're right. In, in the qualifier, in the in the first semi, when he almost he had to kind of square it off with a huckabuck in yeah. the turn at the end. You're right. That was at the end of the rhythm section. Yeah. I think it just kind of they went so close to the edge. Um, you know what? Um, one of them said that they hooked it with their foot peg, and that that might have been Forkner, though. Oh no, I think I think that was Webb. Was that Webb? Webb? Yeah, I think that's what Webb had yeah. said. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was I I I think for me, that was probably you know not counting the rain days, that was probably one of the best day one tracks I can recall. I, I would agree. It was pretty good. I mean. We've been there a couple of times, and typically, typically the track was pretty easy to kind of help people get past the jitters. Easy but fast. Yeah, yeah. But it seemed like they, yeah. All in all, yeah. I thought that it was, it was the right level of toughness, and it seemed to really do a pretty good job of giving the, the ready guys a chance to separate themselves from everybody else. But man, can you talk about somebody not being ready? What the. 
So did you guys watch um, Wagon uh, walk around? You know, he does his, his – I love his cool no deal of doing the uh, the post-race shows where he's just walking around and talking and recording himself. It's just – I think it's an awesome way of doing it. I saw it, but I didn't, I didn't watch it. But I, I have seen him do those, and that, that's, that's perfect because it's the uh, – we don't just want to hear from the, the podium guys. He talks to mechanics, you know? Yeah, well, that was uh, – he didn't show us the interview, but he said he talked to somebody during the night who had talked to Eli, and Eli said, yep, I got arm pump. I heard that a lot um, in interviews and written word that everyone said – you know, I got the wrong settings. I got arm pump because everyone said they were pumped up on lap two. And that was their problem, which kind of explains a lot of the top guys. Well, and, and I think, wasn't it, didn't Eli say that last year? I, I'd swear that that's what I remember him talking about was um, at the beginning of the year, first couple races, he was complaining about getting arm pump at the beginning of the year. But maybe not because, you know, no, it was him because he mentioned um, that he had done some uh, post uh, digging holes for posts or something like this. They had put in a fence at the at the ranch. Yeah, and I it, think it, that was from the outdoor races like Glen Helen. Oh, it was outdoor. Yep. Yeah. 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 So anyway, I think Wygan made a joke about that um, during the interview. Uh, during his little thing, he said he didn't know if maybe Eli was putting fences in before the Supercross <laughs> opener and got on pump again, but. <laughs> Yeah, that was really – I was really disappointed to see Eli have this problem again at the beginning of the year that now has set him back, you know, I don't even know how many points. But, you know, it's well, not insurmountable, but still. It's really early to say something like this, but, you know, you watched, uh, you know, Webb being sick and do as well as he did. Holy crap, that was awesome. Cincerello doing well. You know, mm-hmm. March doing well. That you know, that's a good possibility. And one last year, um, but here's the question. You know, too early to ask this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Are we seeing a changing of the guard, or is this going to be a Webb Cincerillo year? Uh-huh. Rocks and Tomac uh, doing a lot of third, fourth, fifth. Well, yeah, that's kind of interesting. I'd say probably not, but. With the way that Brayton is racing and with the potential in Anderson and Osborne, yeah, I, there's no reason to think that if Webb can stay this strong strong and consistent and if Cincerillo is really this fast, and not even if Barsha holds on, just those guys will push mm-hmm. uh, Roxon and Tomac back to seventh every night. They have the ability and... You know, it's, I think we're still at a point that this parody this week simply showed that there is potential to change the guard, to upset the status quo. But I think what this week did, it didn't say, here's the fast guy, here's the slower guys, here's on top. It went, here's the guys that we thought were on top were not this week. And the guys that we didn't give enough credit to are finished well i think it put the entire quote-unquote deep field into a truly deep field because some people said deep field but they didn't really believe it they said oh yeah tomac's gonna win but i think we really do have a a truly deep field now because barsha was just consistently strong in in a you know kind of a ruddy race and uh this weekend's gonna be ready again probably 
And all you need is Barsha to have two good races in a row where he's on the podium or winning and everyone else is in trouble. He's a very he much confidence driven. Yeah. He definitely rolls when he gets on a one. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say this is actually truly setting up for a deep field year. I, it's hard to tell. I, I, I'm with you guys both. I, 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 I was kind of thinking it might be uh, switch it up you know, different people on the top five every weekend. And I have a suspicion. Yes. I think the top five is going to be hard to break into let alone the top two. So I, yeah, I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to it. I, I was, I, I was, I shouldn't have been, but I was surprised that Baggett was up there, but yeah, I, mean, I shouldn't have been, he does this right. So fourth place is reasonable for Baggett. And I didn't even have him in my top five, but I didn't get my KTM boys to be up there. Like I thought I was going to be. So I got wrong on a couple of things on there, but um, yeah, I mean, the top 10 looks about right. So maybe if we keep seeing that top 10, say again. I think you're right. The top 10 looks looks right, but I'm not sure if everyone's in the spots that we expected, but it, it, it does kind of go, I mean, because Zach with, Osborne wasn't. He got yeah. That's him to do much better. Would you yeah, guys that, have expected to see Vince, Vince Freezy finish huh? ahead of Justin Hill, Aaron Plettinger, Dean Wilson, Zach Osborne, Martin Davalos, all of them not having major problems? Yeah, that's amazing. None of them went in the pits. None of them had a, a crash, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a major crash. No one, like, these were just, they, they were just racing, you know? Yeah. Vince Freezy, I think that's one of the biggest uh, stories of this. Uh, Roger and I talked a little bit earlier, and it's hard to tell, do you count Justin Brayton as HRC or Bullfrog? But I think huh. Bullfrog. Spas is the is the story of this weekend. As much as Barsha and Cincerillo are are good stories, and you know Roxon and Tomac doing six seven, the fact that we have Justin Brayton uh, and Malcolm Stewart and Vince Freezy all in the top ten, with only one notable injury in the four fifty class, unless I'm forgetting someone, just Savachi. I mean, everyone else is there Muscan. and Muscan, but they're all in the top ten legitimately. Yeah, I mean, who's Wilson is still injured. I mean, so he's we kind of expected him to go not that well. Um, he's early in his recovery, and I think he even said he wasn't. He's. I think he said he'd be. Um, he was shooting for top ten, and he got what thirteenth. So that's pretty close. But yeah, everybody else. I don't know. You know, I I remember being surprised every time Freezy was up front last year. Um, the fact that he was what is he? What was he in third? Uh, on the first lap. <clears throat> Second, so somewhere up there, and, and right? Yeah, I think I remember he was in the top five for sure. But you know, coming out at tenth, I, I'm actually not too surprised of that for Freezy. He's seems to be a top ten guy pretty consistently. But yeah, the fact I that Honda's Tyler Bowers, but he's not. He's he's become a legitimate podium threat. To be quite mm. honest, I mean, mm. if if guys aren't careful, he's moving up. Whereas some of these guys just aren't. No, yeah, that might be. I was funny though. I remember watching Barsha 
go over the finish line and then Cien Cerullo's name came up, you know, pretty quick after that. And then I was counting seconds because I, I had lost track of how far back Webb was. But I mean, now I'm looking at the stats here. 12, almost 12 and a half seconds back. Yeah. And he was Even sick. Conservatively. Like yeah. That's... What the heck is he doing sick? 12 and a half seconds back in third place. Why was nobody else in front of that guy? <laughs> I think that's, that's saying yeah. something. And we know he's a tough sucker, but come on, really? Nobody else? Yeah. Well, everyone from fourth to 10th said arm pump. I, I'm uh, not sure I buy that for all of those positions. Yeah. It just so happens everyone but Barsha and Cincerillo got arm pump. <laughs> Jen Roxon only talked about the fact that his suspension was too stiff and he oh. couldn't blow. You know, and they said he said they said it stiff for safety's sake, you know, but they just went too stiff. I, huh. I assume that one meant the other. Since it was stiff, it wasn't soaking up the bumps, so he was yeah. he was having to hold on, especially through the whoops. I mean, he, no one looked good through the whoops. He said he couldn't get a flu, a good flow. But actually, you know, when you look at them through the whoops, you know, if you look at their across mm-hmm. their shoulders, you know, that's how you can kind of tell how somebody's smooth and. They were their shoulders were smooth through the whoops. Their shoulders, but their bikes were were all, all left, over the left and right. Yeah, you know, no did. one no yeah. one could blitz. I think the smoothest blitzes that I saw were actually from Christian Craig. They oh, was two fifty. Yeah. Other than that, everyone else they showed on camera was just just trying way too hard. But Cincerilla was jumping those uh, that second set that got beat down quick. He was jumping through that, and it seemed. That seemed to be the the better way because the guys who were blitzing, it really was one in ten times they were faster, and the other times they lost ground. That's how every time that Ken was passed that I saw on camera was because he messed up through the whoops and they caught him. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see? Uh, is there a way to get to the to the lap times? Uh, I for some reason can't find lap times. Well, I can see on this page I'm at has has the last lap lap time. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, yeah, the oh last lap. Okay, and I'm looking at best lap on the main results page. Hmm. Yeah, for, it's got to be here someplace. Well, I yeah, I I think all in all, I really enjoyed it. I watched it twice. I I thought I thought the race was fantastic. I really, I, I it was not at all what I expected. I was the entire time bummed that Eli sat there in that place, like the entire race. Um, that totally yeah. blew my mind. But uh, yeah, Webb. You know, being like maybe fourth or fifth rider right, on the start and shuffle, because I thought him and Ken both shuffled back. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Well, and it was I. It amazing. I, Yep. We talked about this year as being, you know, there's a lot of people up there and looks like there is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. Two or three races from now, it, it might be a different story. But um yeah. I think to a degree, I do think it will be. Um yeah, yeah. things will kind of return normal. Um to a degree, probably this week. I mean, you know. Could Justin Barsha win again this weekend? Absolutely. I don't think he's going to DNF. <laughs> yeah, hello. Yeah, but, no kidding. Yeah, but the looks of it, nobody will. 
Yeah, which no problem. That would be good. No. Um, so hmm. I took some notes, uh, and I I was thinking if we have any any thoughts on the heats. Uh, I, I did take some notes to kind of jog our memory. It helps that uh, Dave, you watched it twice. So the first yeah, we'll see. <laughs> the first two for two fifty heat uh, is the one that Justin Cooper won, and he was just dominant pretty much the whole way through. He started uh, he started up with Forkner, and that's when he uh, he stood Forkner up um, oh, in yeah. that in that corner, which I thought was completely clean. He gave. He gave him room on the berm, but not on the exit of the berm. And, you know, Orkner just tried to keep his line. He tried to blow through. And so they hit pegs if he would have checked up, which is what it, he beat him to the corner. He had a wheel. Uh, Cooper had a wheel on him. You have to check up and then go back after him. You can't just yeah. blow through there. And that I think that shows his he's still not mature. He hasn't, he hasn't done it yet because he tried to blow through that, which is his style, but that's a good way to get hurt. Mm. Uh, and then Amar had a, a good start, and then, uh, you know, Cooper blocked Forkner there and got past Alex, and then Forkner was never able to get past Alex Martin. And I was really thinking Alex was going to have a better day because he had a good start, and he looked consistent – I mean, as much as Cooper was dominant, Alex Martin didn't have too much trouble staying ahead of Forkner in that race. Hmm. Yeah, I, 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 including, I, first off, in my opinion, Forkner shouldn't have got penalized, but um, excluding that, I thought the race was really clean. I thought that everybody seemed to be very cautious. I think that's why there were no DNFs. I think yeah. everybody was very careful. Um, nobody was in takeout mode. I, maybe because Barsha was up front, we we didn't see as much taking out as maybe what could have happened. But <laughs> first round, everyone wants to stay healthy. Everyone wants yeah. to just salvage some points, just get a get a yeah. solid start, and then you know there's a lot more rounds. I think that the they're I feel like Feld is trying to push that on the riders, going, "Hey, make a one good," but. Also, we need all of you for the other rounds for a change mm. instead of losing mm. people uh, every round. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, you know, there has, I believe there's been a shift in thinking about championships versus, um, championship thinking versus be the fastest guy. And I think, I think James Stewart was the end of it. Mm hmm. I think with James Stewart, you know, I loved I loved his his little TV show. I can't remember which station it was on. It was ESPN, was it? A Bubbles World. Yep. I, I and you know that whole thing about him being the fastest. Um, I think really we don't hear that anymore as 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 a as the goal. I don't think we hear it anymore. At least I think I think we still hear it that right now. Uh, Eli Tomac is the fastest racer we have, but I think the fact that he's been the fastest racer for three years and has no championships, I think yeah. the sport as a whole, racers, announcers, fans are all going, huh? Look at Stewart. Look at mm -hmm. uh, at Eli being the fastest. 
Like it worked for Carmichael and it worked for Poto, but it doesn't guarantee you championships. It guarantees you a lot of wins, but yeah, it, it doesn't win. Speed doesn't win championships. Yeah. Consistency does. And I think that's what people are starting to try and get because there's a chance. I think yeah. when, when Villapoto was, was going to win the series, when Dungey was going to win the series, when Ricky Carmichael was going to win the series, what you needed was someone to try to at least break their win streaks, go for a race when you're not going to win the championship, but you're going to get a lot of views, a lot of clicks, a lot of sponsor interest. <laughs> you can be the guy to break these win streaks of these guys. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, so yeah, because anyone can win the championship now, it's not a foregone conclusion. So there's a chance for other people to win the championship. So, I think they're focusing on that. I think I think you're you're right on that. You know, it's kind of funny. I was just sitting here staring at Vince Freeze's name, and 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 if he, let me say it this way, he could use a hundred grand probably, <laughs> and I think right now the first place is a hundred grand. That's the last time I saw a check, you know, somebody waving a check from. Uh, I don't remember who writes the checks these days for that, who that writes, sounds, huh? That sounds right. Is it? I, yeah, I think it's hundred. So I mean, if anybody. Just looking at the lane, randomly cho- list, looking randomly choosing Vince, uh, he would want a hundred thousand, and just opening up the throttle and being the fastest guy isn't enough, clearly. Because if it was, he'd do it. Yeah. Um, it, it, clearly, I think that means everybody is going up just fast enough that you've got to. It doesn't work. It just doesn't work. You, you're not gonna be. You're not gonna be the fastest guy. <laughs> I think you're running too far out past the ragged edge. Yeah. You're not going to finish. Yeah. Yeah. And we had everybody finish. So I, I just think that the being the fastest guy is over and you know, this is ridiculous to say that, but I think it is. And, uh, and we're now talking about these margins of error that are very small and um, yeah. And there's plenty of guys that are up in that realm. So that's think, kind of what I was hoping for this year. Hey, by the way, when's the last time we saw an over one minute lap time at Anaheim one? That's true. That it's was a that's lot of huge. One oh twos, one oh sixes. Yeah. What what the heck happened there? I mean, I remember thinking, you know, how short the <laughs> how short the uh, the race was because they're doing like fifty second lap times even up to the very last lap. Be- between the uh two decent loop sections in the rhythm section and it yeah. beat up and the sand section uh it makes sense yeah these are yeah i guess since we're doing 15 plus one it makes sense clearly that we're well, talking 20. about that but you know i just realized we did 22 laps in 15 minutes so the last lap must have been quite a bit different I, so i'm trying to find the lap time chart and i can't mm-hmm. figure out where the heck it is yeah. it must be on supercross.com maybe yeah, 20 minutes plus two, I think, for 450s. Oh, you're right. You're right. 20 plus two. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I, I love the race. I thought it was it was a fun race to watch. I don't I'm just dis- disappointed that I'm uh hey Roger, I didn't see your list, uh your your score on fantasy. I I, I added him in just, just tonight a little a little bit ago, so he's he's on there. We can go ahead and go through this real quick. Uh so um, some of your uh, some of your your kids and your wife uh, joined on. So we've got six people 
so far oh. in this, and none of us three are winning. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Kenny G. So my son-in-law, yeah, he kicked our butts pretty well there. Five points up from everybody. <sighs> Just kills me that we are we're. I what my place? I'm thirty. I have 38, I'm 38,000 lower than the first place. How's that possible? I don't understand how everybody else can be so damn good at it, and I can be so sucky. Jeez, I feel horrible for Jessica. She's almost double my place back in overall rank. Um, but, yeah, well, yeah, I was pretty impressed with Kid. He he pulled something off. I don't understand how he did it. <laughs> so we'll, we'll go through the, the top three. Everyone everyone gets gets their, their time to shine, so – uh, Kenny, yeah, your your son-in-law, he's got 38 points. That puts him him first first in ours and about 16,000 overall. And then Roger comes in at second uh, at about 19,000. That's the guy that overall. picked Barsha to be first DNF, by the way. Don't forget that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Salt in the wound a little bit. And then third place uh, would be uh, Dave's wife. Uh, but she she knows her stuff. She has she has good. Uh, yeah, she beat me on these, and then uh, the rest of us kind of kind of rounded out. Uh, I knew when I was when I was watching towards the end end of the four fifty. I went, oh no, oh <laughs> no, this did not go well for me because, I mean, I got I got Jason Anderson uh, dead on for for uh, fifth place. Mm. But I got I got no one else. Cooper was two spots off. Then I had Tomac. He wasn't anywhere in the in the in the top five. Roxon wasn't anywhere in there. And then Cincerillo, I had two positions off. So that that didn't go great for me. Uh, Kenny was just got Cooper and Cincerillo mixed up for second and third. Um. And then uh, he had Jason Anderson also in fifth, so he got that right. <laughs> uh, I remember Cheryl was watching uh, Blake Baggett come up the come up the ranks. I think he was uh, in like five laps to go. He was still in like sixth, and then he got fifth. And Cheryl's like, "All right," because she picked him for fifth, and that would have been you know ten points if she had if the Blake had stayed there. And then he got fourth, and she was like, "Darn it!" <laughs> yeah, I was really close looking at that right now. <laughs> um, so there was 133 points possible this weekend, and uh, our our best player got 38 of 133. So I think we need to do our homework this uh, this week. Yeah, no doubt. I don't know. I yeah. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna pick very much differently and, and unless somebody gets injured between now and the weekend. I'm still gonna put my my uh, my boys from Baker's Factory up top. Um, I. I don't know though. Seeing Cyril is going to have to be up there someplace. That, that that was too bad. And I and I'm going to keep betting on Osborne. I I don't. Did you guys hear anything about him? Did he say arm pump? I mean, well, you know, maybe he got hurt a little when he got pitched off the side of the track too. Yeah, that's possible. Heat race, I think. But yeah, it's that, possible. That was the one you mean when he landed on his back off the track. Yeah, on the yeah, that was. Geez, that looked bad. I was looking at the thickness of that dirt he landed in, and I'm going, okay, that didn't help any. That could have slowed him down a bit. Yeah, that yeah, was you're a right. short of that. That was uh, um, the second 450 heat that he uh, went down in the tough blocks. And, I mean, 
Hill was holding on to Hill was in there. So also, what happened to, to Hill? Yeah, he had a great heat race. He was he was right behind uh, Osborne at the beginning of the heat. That's things. Heat two gave us all types of thoughts for the main that was wrong. I mean, it started with Osborne, uh, uh, well Barsha, and then Osborne and Hill uh, right behind him. So. It makes sense that Barsha went on went on to win because he was leading the heat, but the fact that Osborne and Hill both finished outside the top ten after basically uh, holding on two three for most of the heat mm-hmm. was uh, was mm-hmm. was a bummer. Uh, if well, e- Eli races again next year, and I believe it's an F, um, I'm gonna mm-hmm. not pick him in the top ten. <laughs> <laughs> He really screwed up my my picks, and I just I I couldn't stop myself from picking him for second. And, uh, it just is a shame that I did. I cannot believe it. I should have known. He's consistently just this way on the first round of the year. I just I don't know. Don't haven't learned my lesson on that yet. Uh, the last uh, A one that I went to was the one that he was leading Muscan until he uh, crashed and ripped his pants. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, that's what's ingrained in my mind is he's a good A1 racer, which is not necessarily the truth. That's just my main memory that uh, that I have. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah, he, he might be. I guess I've just, uh, I, I, I just, seems like he has started poorly and maybe maybe A1 wasn't really that bad and maybe I'm not remembering it right. I, I, I sadly don't have my database up at the moment, so I, I can't do a quick little query and see what it's been like. Well, maybe I can actually. Hold on. Well, then I'm, I'm going to drop into LCQ corner real quick because I have nah. thoughts on the LCQs. I They're generally boring, but sometimes you get some really good races. The 250s was, for me personally, a barn burner right at the end. Uh, I believe it's number 93 of Howell uh, was, uh, was dogging another rider for the last three laps for that last transfer position. And he kept... He, he would catch him through the whoops, but then the other guy would stretch it out just enough that the next lap, when he got to the whoops, he wouldn't be close enough to make the move. And he'd make up ground, and then and I just drove me nuts watching. And then he uh, last corner of the race, he just about puts this guy off the track. And it was a clean, it was a clean move, but it was very aggressive. Uh, and he mm. cased it off the finish line, but that was that's what I like to see is, is people really fighting, not hitting each other, but definitely pushing on the last lap of an LCQ for the last transfer. That's, that is desperation in the best kind of way is watching that. Yeah. I, I watch, I remember watching that too. That was that like pack of four that was just, just sitting right there next to each other for so many laps. That was, that was really cool. I, I enjoyed the the 250 LCQ. That was really cool. For a while, it was third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. So all four of those guys all packed up vying for yep. two positions. Um, but the 450s, 450 LCQ is interesting to me because I have a note that Bowers and Plessinger need to swap bikes. <laughs> because- That's interesting. I was watching how they rode, and uh, Bowers was just, you know, he was 
he was cutting off lines as he does, you know, just aggressive but clean, technically clean. Um, and he was he was riding that bike hard, and you could just tell he was pushing that little privateer Kawasaki for all it was worth. <laughs> and it seemed like Plessinger was afraid of the bike again. Now, maybe he's still nursing that injury a little bit. Um, he said in an interview that he was 100% ready to go, and they had taken the bike basically back to stock. And he actually parroted what um, uh, what Roger had said last week, is that the stock 450 Yamaha is so good that the more they monkey with it, the worse it gets. <laughs> But watching them ride in the same race and the camera being on both of them, it feels like Plessinger wants a bike that's going to follow him and that he can kind of ride. And Bowers just wants an Acme rocket that he can just light and have have him uh, and he can just take that to the front because he can hold on to it. I think like Barsha, he's one of those guys that can, physically hold on to the bike the same way Pike was good on the Yamahas because he could control that kind of power. I think Bowers would be happier on a Yamaha because he wouldn't have to, you know, the KX450 is still strong, but that Yamaha has the engine and he's willing to send it and he can hold on through, through uh, bad whoops and stuff and actually use that power. And I think Plessinger needs something that he doesn't have to fight. He's such a laid back kind of guy that, he just needs a bike that's going to do what he wants to do. I think that would be a better bike for him at least. Hmm. Yeah, I can't. I so mean, Bowers has been on. But when when was Tyler's Tyler not on a Cowie last? I mean, I, I don't know. Has he ever been on anything else? He was riding Cowies at the Arena Cross. Yeah, that was Babbitt's. So pre-Babbitt's, it would have been whenever he got picked up by them. So like his second year in arena cross or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's been there and then pro circuit and then privateer. He's been on Cowie's forever. Yeah. But just, just watched him. It seems like, seems like he could actually use the power. Hmm. Maybe it would just put him off the track or in the hay bales, but yeah, maybe but, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't have a, I don't have a handle on on Bowers. I don't understand what how you could be so freaking dominant in arena cross and just seem to never get into that top tier of the supercross. And and the guy's old. What is he? Probably 32, 33? I don't know how old he is. He's Are you are you forgetting his first year, first two years? Cuz when was he, he a, when he initially Was he a top 5 up, guy? He uh, in the 250s. Yeah, him and Cooper Webb did a lot of battling. Yep. Well, I'm I'm floating through his names right here. I have to go back to 2016 and 250s to see him in the top 10. I mean, okay, so going backwards, uh, so starting with so year. this year, 17th, and I'm going backwards, 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 backwards. His first race um, backwards from last weekend that's in the top 10 was 2019. So that was Vegas. Not uh, lately. Asked lately, so when on the, he on the 450, yeah, he's never, I don't think never, really, never yeah, on a 450, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, uh, mid season, uh, 2018, two times, and then nothing again until uh, the 250s. So he so has never was, been a top 10 guy, 
So here's what happened with Bowers. So Bowers comes off of his Arena Cross uh, championships, and he wants a challenge. You know, he's won five in a row uh, by a good margin, and uh, and so he wanted he wanted a bigger challenge. He was ready for Supercross. He had done a couple of uh, a couple of races on the Babbitts and finished okay, like like I think maybe top fifteen, but don't quote me on that. And he was saying, you know what, on a proper bike, I think I could do it with the with the correct training. So they got him on a pro circuit. And I remember A1 his first time out because everyone was talking about the bear showing up for Marina Cross. Is he going to ride dirty like he did there? And, you know, that was the whole thing. And I remember his first heat race, um, he was out with um, Jesse Nelson. And uh, someone gave him crap that first weekend after because in the heat race he he either put jesse nelson down on the ground or off the track oh or yeah something he bumped him and someone someone said to him I, I think it was on instagram said said real nice you come into the sport and knock over the kid with without a thumb <laughs> <laughs> and, that's horrible <laughs> so he came in he came in really physically strong and you know watching him on a 250 is like watching malcolm on a 250 is physically too big for it but i i remember that year adamantly because i'm like you know what this cooper webb he did good last year everyone's talking good things about him jeremy martin is saying that he's super fast i'm gonna keep an eye on him and sure enough like round three is when they they really started battling those two and and uh I'll never forget because it was really just that season that Bowers was truly competitive because I think the next year is when we started having Craig and Savachi and Webb mm. uh, have that season. But Bowers fought with him his, his, his first year, and it was halfway through the season. I, I was saying, you know, I still think Cooper's stronger. I think he's going to start really taking wins from him. Bowers put him down on the ground halfway through the race and um, Webb came, got back up, caught up like five or six seconds past him and then went away by that much. And that's Mm. when Webb started to dominate. So at least his first year, he was battling for wins and, and podiums and racing with Cooper Webb as Cooper was becoming you know, the super coop that we, that we uh, got to know. So that's, that's a quick verbal history of, of his, uh, his first season or two, but then he got Epstein bar. Um, and he's never, mm. he's never recovered because he came back from the Epstein bar on his last contract year with pro circuit and got like two heat race wins. And I think a top five um, and just never, never was able to show the results again. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that those heat wins. I I don't know. I just like I say, I just it wasn't the the result. He's so I was just looking up his birthday. So he's thirty. He was he's born 30. in March of ninety one. So he's coming up on thirty. He's uh, so he's twenty nine uh, right now. So I I mean that's no. I don't know where where he he hasn't been top ten. He's not going to be top ten this year. And I I I, I just think it's amazing that we. Huh? Not in the four fifties. I agree. No, yeah, I don't think it's gonna. I just and I just I'm surprised. I, there's one guy I always thought would 
would find it, you know, find that gear and just didn't happen for him. Maybe a top 15 though. Look, looking at his, his 17th place finish. I could see him as high as 12. Yeah. But these, these other guys should just get faster. They should pull away from him. By the way, Chad Reed, poor guy. Jeez. He's just having fun and he's not going to get hurt. Well, I, I would disagree with that completely based on his interview. <laughs> his interview, he uh, he he said he was the most stressed he had ever been at a Supercross race. There was the most pressure he had the qualifying, ever felt. The qualifying part, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want him to not have to do another LCQ in his career. <laughs> let him in. He's fine. Just let him, let him race. But uh, he's got to earn it. So who who did he end up racing there in the in the LCQ? I can't remember which guy it was. Well, that one was that one was stacked. It was him, and it was um, Zach Osborne uh, was in it. Oh, that's and, what it was. Osborne Osborne won it, right? And, I think. Yeah. and who yeah. else? There was another another big name. It might have been Bowers. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember commenting to Cheryl. I said, "Oh my God, there's a chance he won't fit get his 250th start at A1." And it was, it was like, "Oh no, go on, Jed." <laughs> I'm pretty that's, sure that's that totally. Huh? That that's what he said uh, in a taped interview. Was because I I didn't need that. That was not fun. I did not have fun at that. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't need that anymore. Yeah, I'm quite sure he didn't need that. Huh. Yeah, you know, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm glad he did it. I, I wouldn't be surprised if all he did was do, uh, you know, salute the crowd laps for the rest of the season. I, I, don't, I don't think anybody yeah. needs to see him do more than he's done at this point. <laughs> I think um, in the qualifier, he got a great start. He was up there, which was neat to see. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's fun to see it. I, I just, I, it just looked like, I, I, it looked like that. It just sucked him dry, and I, and I, I have a suspicion that's going to be like, oh yeah, okay, I am done. <laughs> you know what? Chad Reed was down in the first turn in the main event. Oh, I yes, forgot about that. Yes. So you know he'll he'll get some better finishes than that. Uh, just got to get a somewhat decent start. Even yeah. if you hold even or move back a little, he'll do better than that because he was. He was the last person to leave the first turn. Yeah, I forgot about that wreck. Who was it that spun out? Somebody uh, somebody put their bike down uh, right in front of everybody. and. Yeah, I, I remember I seeing it. I don't remember who it was. I think Plessinger yeah. was down. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yes. Another person. I thought uh, it was Hill, but I, I can't. He did, I think he did too good for that. Davalos, yeah. you know, you would think he'd have done better. Yeah. Maybe it was Dakotas. Maybe it was Dakotas. Because he, uh, he kind of rolled around. I saw him get lapped a couple times, and he was just riding off the side of the of the track, and he was the only guy who was two laps down. Um, you know, he, he was so excited coming into this race, finally being on a, on a 450, and he was – he was really excited coming into this race and just to see him have such a bad night is, <laughs> is really a bummer. And him and Norrin being at the bottom again, uh, hashtag poor, poor, poor Suzuki. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
So did you, did you guys um, watch the uh, any of the qualifying? No. They had, um, you know, they did a couple spots again where they brought up the, um, the um, I can't remember what they call it, but where the, the sensors are showing the timing and the position on the lap, uh, on the track um, for, you know, an analysis of the, of the lines that are quickest and slowest and all that. I, oh, every yeah, time, the, the, put on their helmet. Uh, yeah, is that what it is? Is it the Lip Pro? Yeah, lip, there you go. Yeah, it's Lip Pro, right? They and I yeah. tell you, I I hope that they show up more. I think what did they show up one time this time on the uh, on during the races, and I think they showed it a couple times during qualifying. Um, and I I just think that is the freaking coolest technology. And since it's they have this perfect scenario of a closed you know small area to to blanket with that technology, uh, I I I can't imagine. If they if these guys go back to their tra- their trucks at, after qualifying and they're not looking at like everybody else's lip pro data, <laughs> yeah. I mean that 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 seems like such a huge advantage for the teams. And uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm wondering. I'm still thinking about this pro- this thing of why do we have so many people in that top ten and nobody that far ahead of anybody else. Uh, I, I don't know. I, maybe the technology is also part of that, where people are starting to be able to see what does work and what doesn't work. But yeah, the turn the, the science of motocross, you know, forever it's just been you know just fast as you can down the straights and in the turns. Yeah, yeah, it's it's line selection because of how how many miles per hour you're going, what the distance and feet you're going. To come up with that best lap time, and they're probably all kind of shooting for the same thing. Yeah, which I know in the end maybe doesn't translate perfectly because the track changes, and so they change around. And I remember one of—I don't think it was Ricky, but somebody was saying something about adapting to the changing conditions. I think it was about halfway through the race, and it was like, oh yeah, that's right. We still don't know what's going to happen, but. I don't know. I, I, I wish they would show that more often. I think it's one of the coolest things they show on TV is when they, they show the uh, the millis or the tenths of seconds difference between these sections of the track. And then you look at somebody being a half a second faster per lap and you go, oh, yeah, all that stuff accumulates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that tenth here and a tenth there. Yeah. <clears throat> and that, what, that, what that really says, though, you know, is these guys can ride the ragged edge like that going – faster than they even they think they should be going there no one's comfortable going that speed they're having to push outside hmm. the comfort zone a little bit yet they can consistently hit their lines to where a tenth here and a tenth there can make a big difference hmm. Hmm. to be that accurate yet that far out over the edge is amazing hmm. and i guess they probably practice riding out on that edge to where they're comfortable with it, but they still, even if you're comfortable with it, there's just no way to go a lot, lot faster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think, do you think that that data, I mean, are they co- collecting and protecting that data? Is this, we only see one because there was only like two people who said they were willing to let their data be shared. I mean, is this that, is that data that locked down? That's a good I, I don't know. I've never heard anybody talk about it. I don't know. I don't know. They probably just collected on their own riders. I don't know 
if they then, can, you know, reach into other people without, I don't know, to each other's, each other's uh, units on their helmet, they probably cannot access them. Mm-hmm. Only their, their riders, you know. I'm, I'm right now looking at the Lit Pro website trying to see if they say anything and they don't. I, I you know, I really wish I was, I was in, willing to, to, to go riding again. I'm not too sure I'm ever going to by the looks of it, but those things, those devices are less expensive than a, than a GoPro. Are they, <laughs> they really? Might, they might be really cool to get one, but I, I imagine it doesn't help to have one if the track doesn't have all of its other devices in there. I don't know if these things, because wouldn't they require the, the track to have other devices on it in order to get the level of detail they're getting? I wouldn't think so. You know, you you, you'd so? have to have two of them to do comparisons, but one would do it. You know, it would yeah. do yourself. That is cool technology. Yeah, yeah. It would be interesting to wear one, you know. I um, I did some laps out at Mountain View a couple of years ago, and uh, I think I did five laps. And uh, they didn't vary more than a half a second. Wow. But, but I know I didn't take exactly the same line every time. It'd be interesting mm-hmm. to go back with one of those and just kind of, you know, do it again and see if you can be that consistent. And yet with taking different lines, you know, mm-hmm. with me, I'm probably just taking all the wrong lines. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but at least it was consistent. But it's just interesting. It'd be interesting, though, to look at a, at a graphic like that. to see what achieved that. Not that I need to be a whole lot faster, but it would just be neat to see how it, how it comes about. Oh yeah. I totally agree. I still haven't broke one ten in golf, but I would still love to see what the hell I'm doing. (laughs) I swing. (laughs) I would love to go get somebody to show me what, you know, get some recordings. I've done the thing we know where you sit there and you, and you have your buddy record you while you're swinging. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like, okay, hopefully nobody ever sees that, but <laughs> I, I, I would love to see stats on that. I, it's quite fascinating stuff. I, I, I don't know. Um, see, uh, Ra- 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 Randy, you're going to actually be able to go to Arlington, right? When you're down there. Yeah. Uh, Randy's gone now. Oh, um, he left. Okay. We're going to actually go down and see Arlington with him. Oh, that's awesome! So those that stupid big screen that they have up above that—that that was one of the coolest things I think I ever saw. Because I got to go to that one once while I, when I was working down there, and um, that huge screen—if <laughs> they can like take that huge screen and put like ten different—I uh, don't know—indicators up there of timing and stuff—I think that might be really interesting statistics to see live while you're watching the race. But I don't know. Maybe they just aren't ready to do that kind of stuff yet. Yeah, I, I know when you're like watching TV, they have a, they'll have the gaps, you know. Yeah, that's behind. cool stuff. And that's neat to see because you can watch that and see if somebody is gaining or losing ground on the leader. Yeah, my favorite thing is to watch it where you start seeing it really get screwed up because you know something's not working right, and then they clear it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, that's not helping anybody anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah stuff, yeah but that's a that's a neat thing to see you know, things you can't when you're watching the tv you can't look and see if who's on no. jump and, and then another jump at the same time to kind of see if they're catching up you know yeah. or, or behind yeah i just think that's one one of the cool things watching um the road racing or the um date uh geez what am i trying to think of um what, what's the 
the cars. MotoGP, or no, on the cars, like yeah, the IndyCar, F1. The the big one, the, the one that we keep comparing Supercross to, geez. F1. No, no, no. Uh, what's the... NASCAR, jeez. And you're watching them and they're showing, you know, they, they, they put the pointer on a car and you're sitting there watching the, the lifetime RPM and miles per hour and, That's and all that kind of stuff. That's what I would love to see with Supercross. That's cool. That's, yeah, that's cool stuff. That's not a bad idea, huh? I mean, well, and I imagine they got to be getting close to it. Well, that Lib Pro probably puts that information out. And yeah, just, it, it seems like it's storing it. I, I, I've, I was just looking at what you're able to review with it. It seems like it. Yeah, they just yeah. got to get it live somehow. Now, <laughs> yeah. so it'll say, you know, what your miles per hour are at every point in the track. Yeah. Um, and of course, it visually shows you what line you're in. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> sometimes you don't want to know that information. You know, when you're as an amateur, or whatever, it's going well. I'm going 15 here, and I'm going 32 there, and that's not doesn't sound cool like you would be 70. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. But I think in yeah. most Supercross, you know, they definitely. I don't think they run much more than about 35 miles an hour. Yeah, it's it. It is amazing that that kind of racing is so entertaining and, and it really is. And it definitely doesn't feel that slow when you're watching it. Oh no. It looks like they're just, looks like they're going 50, 60. Yeah. And the only time yeah. they really truly go fast is coming in and out of uh, the stadium in Vegas. Oh, yep. Yep. Going yeah. out there behind the, uh, doing that, uh, 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 super bike slipping on the outside of that track. Yeah. Get That's cool off. stuff. Yeah, I mean, they'll come back in in the upper 60s, um, which that's definitely hauling. When you watch them, that, that looks crazy because they'll go hit those jumps and triples or whatever. They are just completely fending it. They're going so far. Yeah. Kind now, of watching when, they, we've got, when they've got that single ski jump set up on that, uh, on that line mm-hmm. and they're launching, you know, they're five feet off the ground and they go like, 45 feet. Yeah. <laughs> it's just amazing. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. So, okay. So Cian Cirillo, do you think he managed his second place? Yes, I do. I mean, he probably blew his mind when he messed up and Barsh got around. And so I, I think that, you know, the mature side of him said, you know what? You know, he probably tried for a lap or two to see if he could close his gap. And if he couldn't, he sat back and said, you know what? I've got some space over Cooper. I'm going to ride this out. And, you know, that, that's just kind of what I think will happen. You yeah. know, um, I don't think that in, in that particular race, you know, each uh, uh, Barsha and Censorillo made mistakes. But as each of them made their mistakes, they were two or three seconds clear when they did it. I don't think they had the pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other hand, switching a little bit, going back to the Forkner and Justin Cooper battle, I do think that Justin Cooper, because he had closed the gap, mm-hmm. pressured uh, Forkner into Forkner. a mistake. Mistake, yeah, because he was coming for sure. But it, but. Yeah. Between Barsha and Cincerello, I think they both made these mistakes completely on their own. And, you know, maybe when you're in the lead, you know, your, your brain obviously just starts to wander and it's hard to just focus on your lines and be perfect, especially mm-hmm. in the first race when you haven't had to do that for mm-hmm. a couple of months. 
Um, I don't think those were forced mistakes. They just were lapses and whatever, you know? Yeah. Well, there, there is one thing I'm thinking about is if, if Adam is as good as he looked to be, comparatively speaking, mm-hmm. and we are looking at, let's say, and the, our, what is it? This would be our third rookie champion if he wins. Yep. Uh, this is one guy who could be, if he wins his rookie year, uh, uh, next year's over. <laughs> he, he could go on a roll. As long oh, my God. He's, he, uh, yeah, he could. I think he could. As long as he doesn't get hurt. You know, yeah, he, that's a big he's one. He's past that now. You know, he's bigger and stronger. Oh, my God. That guy is I can't believe how the size of his body compared to when he was in Baker's team, he was still such a skinny. Yeah. He looked like a twig and yeah, he looks beefy now. He's got some body. Yeah. Yeah. He's not the kind of guy that's going to wreck a knee or dislocate a shoulder just because he doesn't have enough muscle mass to hold things together. He does. It's uh, I I don't know. I, 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 I'm not going to change my plan. Still got all the Baker boys up top in my mind. But, but you're thinking about it. There's he's, definitely a there. He's got he's got it going. He's definitely got it going. And I'm I'm actually looking forward to seeing him do this. If he pulls this thing off, yeah, because he's such a freaking awesome guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you know the the hard years he had is what made him into yeah. the guy. Um, you know, by the third race, we're definitely going to have to ask ourselves who's going to finish ahead of who on team Kawasaki. Oh, wow. Yeah. I asked that question, you know, right now it's just too quick. No, you're right. We've seen this before with Eli. And that's why you say it's just, this is a changing of the guard, but it's too early to really, but you can start thinking that, but by the third race, we're it's, we'll kind of know what's going on. Not that, if mm-hmm. Eli has five bad races, but he couldn't win them out, you know, win the rest of them. But it's just mm-hmm. interesting, interesting how the first race went. It, watching him and Ken go backwards was puzzling. But once again, these guys are, they're masters. They probably aren't worried a bit because they're thinking yeah. long game. Justin Barsa, he wants to get all the wins he can because, you know, he probably thinks he could be a contender and he may be proving that he is, but yeah. You know, um, guys like Roxton and Tomac, you know, they're pretty confident fellows. They know mm-hmm. their top three guys in the long run for sure. They you know mm-hmm. Webb's going to be a thorn in their side. Um, yeah. Webb doesn't get hurt. He's going to be hard to beat. But once again, this is just one race in. It, it is just one race. I, I'm actually kind of glad we're Sharon and I are going to Oakland because I think that's going to be about the right time for it to flush out. Was that uh, race five? I, I can't remember which is one that, that is. But I, I just, I, it does seem to me like, yeah, we we're way too early, and we know how this the first uh, the first month and a half goes. <laughs> but um, I don't know, man. That's <laughs> I. I, I I, I right now wouldn't count Barsha out for one reason, and it's because he said that Yamaha's leadership for his team changed, and he got the bike that he wanted 
they didn't ask him to become the writer that Yamaha wanted. And I, and I think for him, that has got to be since his amateur days, maybe <laughs> I, I <laughs> when it went that way for him. I thought that was pretty neat. I mean, that definitely, you know, when you think back of what people last year, when Cooper Webb went, and, and down to Baker factory and that completely changed his personal life. And he yeah. got some serious results out of that. You know, Justin Barsha spent the summer in his motor home in California, not where he mm. wanted to be trying mm. to fix that bike. Yeah. Are we yeah, and that? with the backing to do it? Yeah. 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 And then the support Yamaha's like, yeah, we're tired of this too. Let's make something happen. Yeah. I, I, I'm, God, he, you know, what was it two years ago when he he looked outdoors, when yeah. he looked like he was just in the mix all the time? Yeah. Um, I just wonder, you know, if he was that close and trying to adjust himself to the Yamaha, mm-hmm. this might be something. This could be a Barsha year. Yeah. I, I, I would root for him 100%. Oh, well, oh, I will root for him. Yeah. The guy, he's been around for a long time and, you know, like uh, Cincerillo, he was at the bottom of the barrel, man. I mean, mm. not that riding a Honda is the bottom of the barrel, but he bought a private Honda to try to keep his mm-hmm. name in the game and did well enough at, I think it was Monster Energy Cup. Um, got like four or five, six in the races that when Yamaha figured out they needed somebody, but yep. when Millsaps um, had to retire, they, they brought him in and, that, yep, that best to earn his keep there. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think you know I can't put him in the top three because I got to put my Baker boys up there. But if yeah. if if I was going to move bump one of those three guys out, uh, Barsha would probably be there for me right now. Mm-hmm. I as much as I really think Adam could have pushed it and was smart enough not to. I I. I Knowing that Barsha's on a bike that he built for himself now, I that sucker man, he's got a lot of drive and he has he's been fighting for this for so long. But I guess so is Adam, you know, but not as long as Justin. So, yeah, Justin's running out of time, Adam's got time, yeah, yeah, Justin's running out of time. Yeah, let's see, I just clicked on his name to kind of look at the that his race results. I mean, one six five six six. 10th at Washougal, 614, 6-7-10, 9-8-7, 19-17-17, and then all the way back to Supercross 2019 uh, at Indiana. Then we go 5-7-7-9 and 21st. I mean, you got to go back to 28, so let's see, yeah, 2018 outdoors where he was in the top three, looks like, pretty consistently. Uh-huh. Top five. Top five, I, yeah, it's been a while for him to be in single digits really consistently. Well, no, not really. He's been in single digits, just not top five a lot. Hmm. So I, 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 yeah, I definitely think, he, yeah, there's too many freaking people to watch, Roger. Yeah, there is. There's too many to watch, which is great. It which is. is great. Yeah. It should be Eli. <laughs> so yeah, you would I think, but- and so Eli probably said the same thing. <laughs> yeah, he, I'm sure. Oh, God. 
Well, uh, so let's see. So, um, are are you going to do the trick where you you wait for um, qualifying to end to see who's not injured, <laughs> and then do your your uh, fantasy picks? Or are you going to do uh, fantasy picks before then? I do it ahead of time. I think um, Randy showed me. I was the first time I ever done it was this week, and I think I did it Thursday or Friday. Oh, and you I'm, did. I'm gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to stick with it. I'm not going to mess with it. That's the oh, kind no of gambler kidding. I. <laughs> so you're saying you're going to keep picking the same boys? No, no. I'll, I may change them. In fact, I probably will change them. I'd have to go back and look and see what I. Did. Oh, you mean you've already made your picks for St. Louis? No, no, I haven't. Oh, okay. But you're going to, you're gonna, but you're going to pick them before the qualifying. Y- yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, so I had I decided picked, I, uh, somebody got injured last year during qualifying, and uh, and so I I held off, and um, and this so I, and I'm still doing that. I'm kind of waiting for the end of qualifying to to just in case. <laughs> but yeah, uh-huh. I did notice one thing is that for us it probably doesn't matter because what are we in thirty thousandth place or something. Um, yeah. But for those guys, jeez! Yeah. But for those guys in the top hundred, um, I was reading about how fantasy gives you points for how early you do your picks. Oh, it does. So, yeah, so that's I, I I can't remember how it works, but it basically I think works as kind of a tiebreaker. So whoever picked first. Okay. But uh, but I thought that would be interesting if I you know but I'm never gonna get in the top hundred so <laughs> I don't think it really matters. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna change my picks you know because I had Tomac Webb Rocks and Cincerello Anderson which was accurate and then Dean Wilson as the tenth place. I'll definitely make some changes with that. Uh, I'll shuffle some things around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely yeah. change things around. I think, honestly, right now, looking at it, I'm going to go with Cincerillo for the win. I'm going to go with Webb second and uh, Barsha third. That still puts Roxon and Tomac like fourth and fifth at best. I haven't finished. It's not horrible. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, again, I, that, I asked the question: Are we seeing the changing of the guard? Yeah, yeah. By the yeah. third race, we're gonna the the rubber's gonna start meeting the road. First race. It's no. interesting. We're talking about a changing of the guard, but we're talking about it in the context of Roxon and Eli never having won a championship in four in four fifty. So it's not <laughs> really a changing of the guard. Never really guarded, did they? <laughs> oh, we are just man. looking at the fact that there are t- lots of top tier riders. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool, cool ish. I, I watched the special that they put out a, a couple weeks ago with you know, the King of Supercross having, you know, kind of like been the Tiger Woods of golf in the sense that when when he raced, people watched. Uh huh. And I think Ricky had that. Um, maybe I, I'm hoping that it doesn't hurt the sport to not have a superstar that shines above everybody else. For the for the I guess more serious fans, we do like to see things bounce around, and I don't want it, yeah. I don't want it to be predictable. The only yeah, I agree. I I love this as if it was me. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, I, I kind of celebrate being thirty thousandth place. It's uh, yeah. you know, it's hard to be. <laughs> it's hard to know what's going to happen. Come on. 
There's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. Of, gotta be a lot of dust in thirtieth thousandth place. Mud. Oh man! But, yeah, no, I I think you're. I, I definitely know what you mean. Though. Um, we're we're looking at you know some of the young guys two three years into the the premier class as being contenders, and I think that's pretty freaking cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. I but at the same time, I hope the sport doesn't doesn't get hurt by having no nobody who's just just out there busting everything apart. Oh, speaking of busting every part, did you watch Jet, Jet Lawrence race? I did, and he he kind of stayed the same to move forward a couple positions. He did really good, I thought, in his in his uh, semi. He moved yeah. forward pretty good in his semi because I think he was in like twelfth or so on the first lap. And gosh, I think he got up to like fifth. Uh, I'm guessing so, I have the charts in front of me. He did real well. He did okay. I did. Did you happen to watch um, Craig? Uh, um craig's uh you know his family vlog thing um they got a spot of craig and lawrence uh standing under the tent um after the race and they were they were jabbing about the race Mm, i didn't see that he didn't look happy jet lawrence yeah he didn't look happy and i couldn't quite hear what he was saying to to craig but they were they were having a talk about the race and I almost thought that he looked surprised that he didn't do as well as he thought. That's kind of the sense I got, but I, like I say, I couldn't hear anything that they were saying. I'm going to have to go back and watch that again to see if maybe I could turn it up or something. But I, I was expecting him to do a little bit better. I kind of had a thought that he might've been, a, you know, uh, screw everything. I'm a superstar. I'm, I'm going to be, you know, amazing here on my first supercross race ever, but Humbling. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, but he's like sixteen, right? Seventeen, yeah, 17. he's seventeen. Yeah, I mean, really, he is. Yeah, yeah. Kid, do I think he got ninth, tenth? Um, is that what he did? Uh, yeah, it might have been bad. That is not bad at all. No, no, it's um, not bad at all. I don't think he's won a Supercross race yet. He did in Australia. He kind of did like fourth, third, second, or something like that in his in the racing night that he did down there. Um, so he hasn't even won down one down there. He's sure not going to win one up here just yet, just yet. But yeah, he, you're you're probably right. Yeah, super smooth when they did show him. He was super smooth. He wasn't riding out of control. He was just going around the track. Yeah, he was. Which is, he did look. He did look really smooth. I, 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 it looked to me like he was. He was just yeah, getting a feel for it. And yeah. I would have believed that if if I didn't see him in that that uh, vlog, just because he just did not look happy. But one thing I will say is, he, he looked fit, man. That guy, he, he when he he was dressing up when he in the video, and I'm he, he looked like he looked like now what um, uh, Sylvan Cirillo looks like now. This young kid, he's got a body that's that's strong. Wow. So wow. Well, hopefully I'll keep him from getting hurt too much. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, what did you think about Forkner's um, for little uh, scoot across the uh, – cutting the I, corner? I understand him going like, I guess, if, if you want to say the wrong way on the track, kind of. What what I think it wouldn't have been a scene at all if he would have let uh, – 
um, Ferrandis? Ferrandis get by and clear. But when he went out and then and Ferrandis had to move over to go around him, I think that oh. got him in trouble. Had he waited until Ferrandis was by, so there's uh, no way he's trying to gain any advantage. Uh, I don't think they would have penalized him. I really don't. Yeah. Yeah, I kept telling everybody here, uh, Jessica and Ken and Cheryl and I watched it together, and I was telling them, yep, they're not, there's no way they're not going to penalize him for that. I, I thought he did everything right, and you're right. I think if he had sat there in the median between the two lanes and, and just, just let, let Ferrandez yeah. get by, yeah. then I think they'd have left him alone. I really do. Yeah. But the fact that he crossed in front of him, I'm like, that's going to get him a penalty, and and that's just my opinion on it, you know. And it was a racing incident. That he, he's just like, you know, you got your brain is going a million miles an hour. Yeah, like I just got to get back out there. And what he did was, you know, any one any one of them could have done exactly the same thing. Yeah, much. You know, I remembered uh, my my brain memory tells me that I, I remember he kind of had to do a triple step to get back on the bike because he was kind of off balance a little bit in between those two whoops and by the time he did that third kind of little hop to get his leg over the bike his front wheel was already in the median yeah yeah so i was i kind of figured it was kind of like well this is this is his best entry point based on his recovery from from falling off the bike but yeah yeah but if he would have just hesitated Mm -hmm. and let ferrandis get by I think mm-hmm. they not penalized him, but that's, that's just, that's racing a keyboard warrior, uh, his opinion. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And I, I, I really, I, I do. I think, I think <laughs> it's, it's kind of like when, you know what? So Yamaha got three of the top four positions this last weekend. Right. In and, and Cowie, Cowie can't seem to get a break. <laughs> Poor Pearl Circuit. I know. I Holy know. crap. I know it. I just, and I, oh God, and I, I mean, I, I think all those guys are incredibly good riders. <laughs> yeah, just like, are. And then but you get know, a penalty for something like that. I think, I, you know, I, I wonder if, uh, you know, Mitch Payton's plan for a team when he back in 1990 <sighs> started and his, his uh, model for a team was so far and away from anybody else's that it just mm. all these years to for other teams to catch up, you know, and they probably modeled off of his team mm-hmm. and have found ways to get better. I think the Yamaha is a better bike. Um, and then I think that Geico just has so many people and probably <laughs> many trucks. And Dungey. Um, and Dungey, <laughs> you know, uh, doing, making them competitive, you know, and, and Mitch maybe is still doing the same thing. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's interesting. Um, they it is, it is. They can't buy a little luck. That's for sure. That's it. It's just like, come on. <laughs> it's it surreal when he, when he made his mistake. And, and I was thinking, oh, no. I was really glad to see he was able to get back on as quickly as he did. And they were like 10 seconds clear a third. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it was just like, God, oh, just cannot get a break, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. And Yamaha won every single race except for one of the uh, 
semis that Brayton, not Brayton, Zach Osborne won this LCQ. Ferrandis, well, he's on mm. Omaha. Somebody else won one of the semis, and that was it. Uh, Yamaha won everything, both mains. That's, that's saying something. Yeah. Yeah. But not, next not week, a, it could be all KTMs or Kawasaki's. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting to, that you mentioned that. When are we going to see the top positions across the board with Honda again? This should be a possible year for that. This is a possible it, year. For, yes. yes Craig, especially when they go back east and they have Chase Sexton, you know, mm-hmm. he, should, he should be, he should win races back there pretty good. He sh- he's going to mm-hmm. be the fastest guy. Um, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then, you know, Brayton is more likely to win races earlier in the season than later in the season. And Ken was, could win them at any time. What do you think about Craig? Is he going to win a 250 race this year? No. <clears throat> you think 13 se- seconds back from first was too much for the first yeah. race? Yeah. No. Ferrandis and, uh, and Forkner are going to just run this thing. They're just, yeah. they're just on a different level. Um, Christian Craig definitely kept up in his in his uh, heat race for a long he did. time. He did. Uh, with uh, Ferrandis. He really did good. So he certainly yeah. got the speed, but did he wear out? Did he say, okay, I'm not going to get yeah. And Dylan may have just been managing his energy level, too. He could have just been, yeah, as long as I'm in front of this guy, I don't care. Yep, yep, yep. But I think that I, – I do think that Frandis does have a notch over Fortner, certainly mm-hmm. in the consistency, but not in the starting department. Mm-hmm. He's going to make life hard for himself there. So you're saying for 450 Honda possible winners – on the West for the West in series, the, in the East series, yes, in the West series, no, no. So, so, but in, if you combine four hundred and fifty and two hundred and fifty, is it only Roxon? Is he the only chance Honda has for a West Coast win? Is it Roxon? No, no, he doesn't. Um, he's not. You want to know the other Honda guy that could win? Really, Malcolm Stewart. I wondered if you were going to say that. <laughs> He give looks so freaking in shape. Yeah. And you give him a good start, you know, he'll fight for it, man. And you don't want to try to pass him when he's in that situation because mm. he could get you. He and he's on you, Smart he's Top, in. right? Yeah. Yeah. So he's basically so... got factory Honda. And um, is, is uh, who is it? That's, uh, is the team manager for them still Alessi? Or he's not the team manager for Smart Top yeah. anymore, is he? Yes, he is. Yeah, Tony he Alessi is. is. Yeah. I just think it's hilarious that a steward is writing for Alessi. <laughs> oh, my but, gosh. I not thought about that, yeah. <laughs> just as better, but, but Tony's been the one that's really kept Malcolm on there and pushed to keep him on there. I, I think you're right. I think I think something is gelling there. And yep, um, yep. Clear, clearly Malcolm is motivated because he's stayed in shape. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, 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 it's interesting that you mentioned him as a possible other winner. I, I don't know if I would put him um, uh, ahead of Brayton for a win, but looking at uh, last weekend's race, yeah, maybe. If he, get, if he got a good start and 
could just get out in front and get that confidence like he did when he won his 250 championship. Mm-hmm, he just, mm-hmm. he would just be, it, it, they'd tear the place down. You know, he'd be, it would be a pretty neat win. It would be not quite as tear the place down as if Chad Reed won, but it would still be a pretty amazing. Yeah, I agree. So what is up with finding, I want to go find the freaking lap time charts. Are they gone now? Remember we used to always just get that stuff off of supercross.com. Where are the lap time charts? Yeah. All I have is the last lap charts. Yeah. It's driving me nuts. I'm looking all over the place. Yeah, they got it. I mean, maybe they don't, maybe they don't upload the stuff anymore, but I haven't seen it just during the races is all I've seen it. Tickets, home, motor news, giveaways, and supercross.com sucks now. No reason to go to that. Well, I'm going to keep searching for it because I, I really want to see that. I, I, I'm I really curious to see if, um, you know, who who faded. <laughs> and I don't think Malcolm did, and I do think that Brayton did. And uh, and I think that might be an yeah. indicator for Brayton. Between those two, gotcha, yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, okay. Well, I'm not putting my picks in until after the uh, qualifying. And what, where are we headed next weekend? It's uh, St. Louis, right? Louis, yes. Uh, yeah. And, and that's Oakland covered. <clears throat> and it's going to be – didn't I see that the temperatures – let me go take a look at the temperatures back there. St. Louis weather. Yeah, it's, it's covered, so it won't – it shouldn't matter. It, other than it being cold outside? Right, I'll be cold outside, but inside, <laughs> yeah. it, track time, they'll be good. Yeah, uh, 43 mm-hmm. degrees and partially snowing on Saturday. You know, um, I just remembered something. Uh, Jet Lawrence mm-hmm. was recovering from food poisoning. That's right. Like on Thursday, he had it. Yes, and I remember uh, in the vlog from Craig, he said something while they were talking in the uh, trailer about that he was feeling uh, feeling better. Mm-hmm. So that might be something changing. Who? And so I, I seem to remember there was one other person who was recovering from flu. Cooper. So it was Webb and one other person. So there was food poisoning and then Webb's flu thing. God, there was somebody else. It, what it made me think of is, you know, those those guys, you know, being in such close quarters. Well, maybe they're not really in close quarters, but the race teams being in such close quarters, passing around the flu bug for yeah. the first part of the season. That, well, I think Cooper, that, Cooper Webb got it, I think, from Zach Osborne. <laughs> no freaking figures. <laughs> That's hilarious. So they were all sick, you know. Oh, I didn't know. Okay, so did you hear about that? Was Osborne saying he was sick? He got sick first, and then Cooper got sick okay. after him. Uh, so that could totally explain Osborne's finish, yeah. although we don't know why Webb is able to do what he did. Yeah. He shouldn't have been able to breathe. I don't understand how that worked. He, you know what? You just call that digging deep, man. That's you uh, call that digging deep. Sucker. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Well, I maybe we'll see um, if, if Osborne, you know, is fully recovered. Maybe we'll see him rise to the top lap. I'm fully expecting him to do this year. Yeah, you know, his potential is way better than what he got this last weekend, for sure. Yeah. 
Huh. Yeah, uh, at least he finished in, in front of Eli, right? Didn't he finish in front of Eli? Who's that? I'm, I'm go- uh, Osborne? No, no, way behind. He got like 14th or 16th or something like that. He got. Oh yeah, yeah. He yeah, got. Yeah. Oh, 14th. Yeah, you're right. It was 14th. Yeah. Yeah, that's. He's got a lot of points to recover from now. That's not helping no. him. <laughs> no. no, but it's only one. All right, race. well. So you're gonna uh, you uh, when's your first race again? You're you're attending. We're A two, A two. Okay. Yeah, we have tickets for A two, and then we're gonna go to Arlington and Seattle. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we'll see you at Seattle, and then I'll try to wave at you while we're down there in um, Oakland. And then, okay, we'll look for you. And then I think it's Glendale. I can't remember what the other one is. We got one more. You guys are going to go to another one? Yeah, we got a third one. I just don't remember which one. Oh, was it Vegas? No, I can't remember what one we're going to. It's something. <laughs> Vegas or Utah? Uh, I think it's Utah. That's Glendale, right? Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Uh, Salt Lake City is Utah. Glendale is Arizona. Crap, I don't remember. Cheryl knows. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Salt Lake. Which is the last one? Yeah, I think you're right. That's, yeah. Oh, oh, that's the Ender? No, we're definitely not going to the Ender. Oh, so then so, Vegas, Vegas is second to the last. Okay. it's I don't remember what it is. I'll find out. I'm, I'm excited that we're going to three. I like the idea that maybe next year we go to four. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't been to Anaheim yet. I got to go. Gosh, that's so, what I've probably seen Anaheim as much as I've seen Seattle. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. yeah we've been there to Anaheim two twice and Anaheim one. No, probably not. Hey, how do you get to the track when you're at Anaheim? Uh, well, we come from Palm Springs, and so we just run in the freeway and over. So and you're out. driving? Oh, yeah. We just drive there from Palm Springs. Actually, we're going to um, – this year, what are we doing? We're, uh, we're riding at Kahuya, which is out of Temecula. We're riding there until like maybe noon or 1 o'clock. And then we're driving. We're not going back to Palm Springs. We're going to go down to uh, Orange, where Mark Evans's daughter lives, and and uh, we're going to stay there with them. Oh. I'm going to drop my motorcycles off at his in-laws, and we're going to um, go to the races, and then we're going to go back and spend the night there at their house, um, go out for breakfast and stuff. And, oh, is, is Evans down there too? He, yeah, he's coming down with us. So him and his wife are coming down, and his daughter and son-in-law, they live down there. Uh, and three people that we met at Elsinore GP are going to meet up with us for the race. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, we, I bought nine tickets the other day. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> so what's, uh, what, did you buy them just like in the last week? I bought them, yeah, last, uh, I bought them uh, Saturday. How did it? How did it look? Is it selling out? Oh yeah, there wasn't a lot left. Hmm. Um, okay. Um, well, there was a lot of upper, you know, three hundred yeah. or three hundred or four hundred or five hundred, I think, level tickets. There was lots of those. Yeah, two hundred a pound though, probably right. A one usually sells out, but A two not so much. Not so much. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I, that's awesome that you're able to <laughs> hook up with a bunch of riders down there in another state. That's that's a that's a great way to 
have a life in, in motocross. Yeah. Buddies in the, near, near the stadiums. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we've, we've been down a couple of times. We rode with them at, we met them at the race <clears throat> and rode there, but we haven't, uh, haven't been able to get them to go riding since, but this time they're all committed. So it'll be, that's cool. It'll be fun. Well, we're, I think we're for Oakland. I'm, I think we're going to take the, uh, uh, there's a shuttle that goes from the hotel we're staying at, which is right along the coast, um, into the stadium. I've, I've heard from a couple people that it's just nasty to try to drive to the Oakland. Don't try. Yep. Ride the BART and just ride. That's what it was. It's yeah. the BART. That's what we're doing. Yeah, Bay Area Rapid Transit. Ride that and don't, I mean, ride, go with the crowds. Okay. Um, I've been to that BART station before and went to that stadium but yeah, it was uh, it was kind of sketchy. It wasn't what I was comfortable with anyway. Oh, the Bart the Bart thing. The, well, no, the Bart was, but just getting off at that uh, at that particular spot. Just, oh, that's right. I forgot. We're kind of in the inner city there, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. And it's just I don't know. I mean, but if you're with the crowds, it'll be fine. Yeah, stick with the crowd. Don't yeah. hang out too long, or don't get there too early. You know, uh, and you'll be absolutely fine. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm hoping we go there early enough to watch qualifying. And, uh, cause I, I think I, I've only seen part of, well, we saw qualifying at Glendale and qualifying at Seattle last year. So I, I guess that, I guess that's, uh, I guess I've been seeing it. So that's cool. I definitely, um, didn't watch it, um, qualifying last weekend or did I? No, I, uh, I I tried to. I ended up getting distracted and didn't, didn't watch it. But, um, <laughs> but I, I just got to keep track of who's getting injured while they're qualifying. I, if I had <laughs> if I had remembered the Osborne, well, hold it. Who wrecked? Who hit their back? Uh, Osborne crashed, but oh, oh yeah. Oh uh, well, Fortner crashed like twice in a qualifying, but um, uh, it was in a heat race that. Oh, that's right. It was a heat race. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't have guessed that anyway. Then I, I wish I had known that he was had the flu. That would have killed me. So I got to guess I, I, I don't know. They don't post that stuff anywhere until after the race. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, buddy. Well, uh, well, um, you uh, watching it from home this weekend? Yes, I am. Okay. I might try to hook up with you. I just we we ended up. Uh, in pajamas and practically half asleep before the race started. So <laughs> that's a good thing. You know, a friend of mine got married. Um, so we totally missed the race. I didn't watch it till Sunday after work. Oh, that's <clears> right. <throat> that's right. You have to stay off your phone and don't. <laughs> <laughs> I purposely avoided texting you. So I, I, I remember you, uh, Randy said you were out at a wedding. I thought, all right, I won't text the man. <laughs> There was a bunch of texts, but I couldn't open up my phone. I couldn't do anything. Otherwise, so, did, there. so you succeeded. You didn't know the results when you watched I it. Succeeded. I knew nothing. That's perfect. <laughs> All right. Nothing. I had this. I had this hunch that Cincerello might have won it, but I, but uh, only because Randy says you have to watch every race to the very end, and I thought you know, I just wonder if that's what it was. It wasn't it, but it was close. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's good stuff. All right, all right. Well, have a great night. We'll uh, we'll pick up maybe uh, next weekend or something. Yeah, sounds good.
Thank you for listening to the Loose Folks podcast. A special thanks for Jahazer for the use of their song, The Last Ones, under the Attribution Share Alike license.